It's Tuesday, April 27th. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this is The Daily Dive. Many companies are starting to hire again, and some have a special requirement before coming on board, a COVID-19 vaccine. Employees are starting to mandate candidates get a shot before they are hired, and are also applying the rule to existing employees too. Certain exemptions can be made, but generally, it is legal for employers to mandate such vaccinations. Chip Cutter, workplace reporter at The Wall Street Journal, joins us for how employers across all industries are beginning to require COVID vaccines. Next, two camps are emerging as more than a quarter of Americans are fully vaccinated. Those that want to party, travel, and get back to normal, and those that are still nervous about catching the coronavirus. Some are finding it hard to turn off the past year of extra precautions taken not to get sick and are wary about returning to in-person interactions. Elizabeth Chuck, senior writer at NBC News Digital, joins us for why some are still nervous about COVID despite being vaccinated. Finally, a little more on the state of jobs in the country. Restaurants and bars are continuing to make their comeback, but they are running into another problem, a lack of employees. This is affecting both national chains and independent restaurants. And to help with this, they are turning to hiring bonuses, more pay, and other perks. However, these extra costs can be passed on to the consumer. Heather Haddon, restaurants reporter at The Wall Street Journal, joins us for more. It's news without the noise. Let's dive in. We've seen jobs for accountants in Colorado or people to work in administrative capacities in Houston. All of those, you know, are be- companies are beginning to say that the work here, a vaccine is going to be required. Joining us now is Chip Cutter. Workplace reporter at the Wall Street Journal. Thanks for joining us, Chip. Thanks for having me. This is a very interesting topic right here, one that I've been uh, thinking about a while now. You know, a lot of people are getting their vaccinations, but we're also looking toward getting back to normal in the workplace as well. And, And there's been a range of things that's been discussed over the course of the pandemic on how to keep people safe and all that. You know, vaccines obviously has to be chief among them. And right now, a lot of companies are starting to require that new employees uh, have the vaccine or at least have their first dose of a vaccine. And they're also starting to make that recommendation for existing employees also. So, Chip, tell us a little bit about what we're seeing in the job market with this. That's absolutely right. We're beginning to see a shift here. For months, we've seen employers tell their staffers that they'd like them to get the vaccine. And we've seen CEOs and others kind of talk about the importance of the vaccine, why people might want to consider it. Now, with the vaccine being rolled out to all Americans and with half of U.S. adults having gotten their first dose, many companies say they want to move beyond recommendations to mandates. And that's what we're beginning to see here. And it's in all sorts of industries from Food service. So, for example, the Michelin-starred restaurant 11 Madison Park has been advertising some jobs recently where it says a COVID-19 vaccine is going to be required to, you know, office jobs. We've seen jobs for accountants in Colorado or people to work in administrative capacities in Houston. All of those, you know, companies are beginning to say that the work here, a vaccine is going to be required. So one of the big questions on this is, is it legal? Because the, the vaccine itself is not mandated by the government or anything like that. So is it legal? And for the most part, the answer is yes. That, that, that's right. Companies can legally require vaccines as a condition of employment, uh, though they must accommodate religious beliefs or medical conditions that might prevent 
workers from getting the shots. Um, what gets complicated here, though, is that many companies that have done this say they have received blowback both within their organizations and outside of it. And I think that is what has caused many companies to take a pause here. And so even if executives would like to put these kind of requirements in place, many say that they worry that there perhaps could be you know, blowback, resistance from staffers. I, I talked to some employers that have put these requirements in place and they've seen employees quit. They've gotten emails to, you know, their staff, to their executives saying they're frustrated by this. So, um, you know, this is not without controversy. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about some of those conversations, because uh, one of them, I think you were speaking to a raw plastics distributor, uh, Lastique International Corp. And they said that, uh, you know, they had some people leave because of it. Uh, but even when they're going through their interview process for new employees, they ask them, have you gotten the vaccine? Are you planning to? And if they say no or something, they're saying, well, you know, the interview's over. You know, we don't, we don't need you at this point. It's nothing against you. That's just kind of a requirement. I thought that was a really telling, interesting anecdote. So this is a company that's kind of, you could say, almost in the manufacturing space, right? I mean, it's it's a place where they're hiring machine operators, for example. And the company uh, says it pays well for its area. I think, you know, starting wages start around $15 an hour. The HR director there, though, you know, is, is kind of implementing a policy that the owner wanted to put in place, which was to say that everyone, both existing employees and new hires, will need the vaccine. And so she says when she starts interviewing candidates, she doesn't want to get down a path where she has a great conversation with them, but then at the end they say they're not willing to get a COVID vaccine. She said that would waste everyone's time. And so that's why she and her colleagues now start conversations by asking that right up front. Will you get the vaccine? Have you already had it or are you willing to do so? Um, and she says most people are agreeable and willing to do it, but she's had a couple that said that it's just not for them. And then the conversation ends. And and I think that that's just an approach uh, that, that perhaps you know, others may follow. Um, and I think you know, trying to kind of set those expectations up front, it's one reason why we've seen these kind of mandates spelled out in job postings, uh, you know, in the story, we note that, you know, some companies and some organizations are spelling this out in big, bold lettering, you know, COVID-19 vaccine required. Uh, you know, these organizations don't want any ambiguity, you know, kind of ambiguity here. On one front, I think it's pretty important, right? I mean, in most workplaces right now, everybody still has to wear a mask, right? So you talk about let's get back to normal, things like that. I know they can be cumbersome sometimes. But if not everybody in the workplace is vaccinated, that might be a rule or restriction that needs to stick around for a longer period of time. You can't get back to that normalcy. So in a sense, you got to do one or the other kind of thing, and you're still going to be restricted in some form or another. So, I mean, these are difficult questions that the managers, employers have to walk through. And some of them are, you know, going that extra step, bringing vaccination drives to them, you know, organizing it so that the access to the vaccine is easier or their employees or future employees even. That's exactly it. And and we've seen a number of companies kind of give incentives to employees, say, we'll give you a couple hundred dollars, for example, if you get the vaccine, or we'll give you time off to get the vaccine and recover from any possible side effects. But some companies are going farther and just bringing those vaccines on site. We cite in the story example of this, you know, kind of beloved Texas restaurant and, uh, and you know, this, this restaurant in Houston called Ninfas, and there's a couple others where they just had all their staff, you know, they brought, they say vaccines are going to be required, but we're going to have a vaccine drive so everybody can kind of get vaccinated at once. Um, and I think that that was seen as kind of a way to kind of ease this process to make it as simple as possible for everyone. But you rightly point out that, you know, obviously the vaccine is, is the big help in keeping everybody safe, but there are, of course, still risks. And I think that's why, you know, many organizations continue to kind of have other safeguards in place, too. Chip Cutter, workplace reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. 
there's just so much uncertainty still. And she said that she feels that that's really contributing to that uneasiness that so many fully vaccinated Americans are still feeling. Joining us now is Elizabeth Chuck, senior writer at NBC News Digital. Thanks for joining us, Elizabeth. Thank you, Oscar. It's a pleasure to be here. We're still going through the rollout of the vaccines. We've seemed to have hit some type of plateau right now. You know, the vaccine hesitancy is still very prominent. I think it's over a quarter of Americans that are fully vaccinated right now. And we're seeing two camps kind of arise out of this. People that want to cash in on all of that stuff that they didn't do for so long. So they want to go out and party. They want to go out hitting restaurants. They want to go shopping, get back to normal. And then there's those that have been vaccinated and still don't want to go out just yet. They're scared still that they could contract the coronavirus. They're scared of these new variants. Um, So, uh, Elizabeth, for your piece, you spoke to a lot of people that are wrestling with this. They're still not ready to go out so much despite being fully vaccinated. At this point, what we're seeing is we're seeing many people who have gotten their vaccinations and they're thrilled and they've been waiting to return to their pre-pandemic ways of throwing house parties or going to happy hours. But as you said, I spoke to many people who actually feel quite the opposite. They told me that despite getting their vaccinations and trusting and understanding the science behind them, they have found it impossible to just turn off their anxiety. They said for 13 months now, they have been told by public health officials that COVID is something they should be very afraid of, something that they should be very cautious of. And even though they now know that they have protection, they still are finding it quite difficult to go back to things that they used to do before, to the point where some of them aren't even doing things like going to grocery stores or or going to pick up takeout. They're still feeling quite hesitant about it all. And you might think, well, that number's low. You know, these uh, people are outliers. There was a survey released by the American Psychological Association. They found 48% of adults who have been vaccinated said they still feel uneasy about returning to in-person interactions. So, I mean, that's a lot of people. That's almost half that have these concerns. Now, they might not all be staying in their homes and, and, and not going out at all, but still that, that big concern is there. Right. That's exactly right. And I spoke with someone with the American Psychological Association, and I asked her, did that number surprise you? I mean, to me, that sounds very high that nearly half of all vaccinated people still feel uneasy about returning to in-person interactions. And she said, yes, it surprised her as well. And she told me that for so long, we've been acting like, well, once the vaccine is here and once we're all vaccinated, everything will be okay. And it's true that things are moving in that direction. Things are starting to become more okay. We're all starting to get more protection. We're all getting safer. And the more of us who get vaccinated, obviously, the more protection all of us as a society have. But she said there's still so much uncertainty about what remains in the future. And that doesn't necessarily just apply to the coronavirus and whether the coronavirus is going to go away. It's uncertainty over everything about post-pandemic life. It's uncertainty about what the return to the workplace will look like, whether schools will be open full-time for children going forward for, for those of us who are parents. There's just so much uncertainty still. And she said that she feels that that's really contributing to that uneasiness that so many fully vaccinated Americans are still feeling. What do uh, some of the experts that you spoke to recommend if you're feeling anxious? A lot of what I'm seeing is you got to really start easing your way back into it. Smaller circles of people, maybe, so that you can start feeling comfortable. Yes, that's right. And something that is so important to remember is the sense of anxiety and the sense of still needing to be cautious is very is very good. I mean, that is something that public health experts don't want us to necessarily abandon right away just because we are fully vaccinated and have reached that peak protection that, you know, 
study show comes about two weeks after you've received your second vaccination. Public public health experts say we are really still in the disease containment phase of this pandemic. So they're applauding the sense of timidness and that sense of caution. But psychologists say when this becomes more of an anxiety that becomes paralyzing, then it becomes a problem. And they're suggesting that if you really find yourself unable to go about your daily life, if you're a healthy individual who has received your vaccinations, then they recommend speaking to a therapist. They recommend reaching out and getting some help. They also say that you should start with small steps. So earlier in our conversation, we were talking about how some people haven't even gone to the grocery store. They've just been doing delivery services if they you know, are privileged enough to use those services. And they said if you are able to start very small by going to, say, a grocery store, which studies have shown is safe or relatively safe, if you're wearing a mask and everyone else in your community is wearing masks, start there. Go to a grocery store and then work your way up. Maybe after that, your next step is going and having an outdoor lunch with a friend who's also fully vaccinated. So start small. But psychologists say it's very important that you don't refrain from taking these these steps because the more you refuse to do them, the more power they become. And then next thing you know, it's an anxiety that's really overpowering. Elizabeth Chuck, senior writer at NBC News Digital. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much. Restaurants are trying all different kinds of things, offering signing bonuses, higher pay, different benefits. Chipotle's offering free tuition to employees, even after just four months on the job, as they're all trying to compete for this precious labor pool. Joining us now is Heather Haddon, restaurants reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for joining us, Heather. Thanks so much. We've been talking a lot about jobs on the podcast today. Uh, One of the interesting things uh, that we're seeing is in a lot of places are requiring uh, employees to have a COVID vaccine. But we're going to talk about a different angle on this right now. Restaurants are having a hard time coming back. We always love to talk to you Heather, about different things affecting the restaurant industry. Last time we talked about the ketchup shortage and all that. But restaurants trying to make a comeback right now, hosting more people indoors, inside dining. This is affecting big chains and even independent restaurants. But they're having a hard time bringing workers back. So they're trying to figure out a bunch of different things to do, whether it's signing bonuses, higher pay. Uh, They're really trying to get those workers back. So Heather, tell us what we're seeing. Yeah, so like you said, restaurants from big chains to independents are really challenged with employment right now. They were before the pandemic, but now it seems to be acute as they're all trying to reopen service and expand service at the same time and are just not getting their workers to return in mass to keep their service levels up as much as they would like. Uh, so Restaurants are trying all different kinds of things, offering signing bonuses, higher pay, different benefits. Chipotle's offering free tuition to employees, even after just four months on the job, as they're all trying to compete for this precious labor pool. And, you know, some are having mass hiring fairs, and it's really just a mixed bag in terms of if they're getting people to come back yet. There's various theories at this point about why. You spoke to an Atlanta-based restaurateur who runs 50 TGI Fridays. He's increasing pay. He's uh, paying uh, workers immediate pay if they want it. He said he's still short about 900 workers. And McDonald's in Texas alone wants to hire 25,000 workers this month. So the need for these employees is there. 
but tell me about some of the concerns that employees have about going back. Obviously, they don't want to get sick. They want to make sure these restaurants have the highest of cleanliness standards. But w- what are they uh, saying to you about it? Yes, yeah, so safety is definitely a concern. I mean, these are frontline workers who interact with the public, and not all of them have been vaccinated yet. We also hear from a lot of employers that they believe that the federal unemployment benefits that extended enhanced state unemployment by $300 is interfering with bringing people back. I mean, maybe they're at home taking care of loved ones or just pursuing other things and they're not ready to return. Some other restaurant employees, you know, may have pursued different job options during the pandemic and have moved on to other careers and a lot of the retailers uh, like Target and others really increased their starting wages uh, higher to what a restaurant employee can make. And that's appealing for some folks. Um, right. You know, it's it's kind of a maybe less of a strenuous environment. Yeah, the competition definitely is high. You know, everybody's trying to go back to work, let's say, but across so many different industries. So uh, so, yeah, the competition for these employees is really high. And, and you mentioned that unemployment thing. You know, I'm willing to bet that factors into a lot of people's decision to get back into the workplace. And, and that was a lot of criticism for, you know, continuing those payments, for keeping them as high as they were. They used to be $600. I, I'm sure a lot of people remember. And that could definitely favor into it. You know, you're going to make more doing that than working at some of these fast food restaurants. And so what's happening because of this? A lot of restaurants are saying that they have to pass the increase of these uh, wages in the form of price increases along to the customers. And we've seen prices rise at a lot of uh, restaurants. We're also seeing restaurants having to close early because they don't have those employees to keep them open. Yeah, so customers will be seeing this. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people going out to eat have seen that maybe their restaurant is closing earlier or service is limited or maybe a bit slow. You know, some Restaurants have put up signs apologizing for this because the labor shortage. And, you know, it's a critical time for restaurants. They're trying to get people to come back in, but not all of them can offer the service they want. And all those, yeah, wages and benefits are expensive. Restaurants' prices have been going up, and some chains have said that they expect prices could keep going up, especially also if there is this push to a $15 federal minimum wage. That will also impact. Yeah, and it's not just these fast food restaurants. You know, we've talked about Chipotle and McDonald's, a couple of these other ones, but even full service and high end restaurants, Wolfgang Puck's Spago in Beverly Hills, which I did not know a server can up, earn up to $100,000 a year with tips. But that is an amazing <laughs> amount of money for a server right there. But even uh, places like that, which come with a lot of money, are still struggling to find these employees. Yeah, I mean, it is incredible, like a full-service restaurant like that, that has very high pay. That's what Wolfgang Puck told us. Even he's struggling to find these workers. And he he was very vocal that he thinks the unemployment is a big part of this, those benefits he thinks is interfering with people going back to work. But he also did say, you know, some staff have moved on. He said some have become like personal chefs, you know, out in L.A., where there might be an interest in that people working from home want an in-house chef. Well, maybe they used to work at a restaurant. Now they're not. Heather Haddon, restaurants reporter at the Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much. That's it for today. Join us on social media at 
Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. This episode of The Daily Dive is produced by Victor Wright and engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was your Daily Dive.